it's been a while since we've used just the instrumental and watching you like try to sit there and play the drums and, and, and as you're like off in space like your brain is just it's like seeing you stare just nowhere while trying to drum to the instrumental just mm, interesting oh we could have had that on video yeah i know <laughs> no i'm glad we didn't <laughs> anyways uh so your ears did not deceive you. you Happy do Monday. You do hear Aaron on a Monday episode of User Words Podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, this was actually kind of his thing. He was like, hey, so I want to do something about this. And then I was like, well, I was planning on talking about it on a Monday episode, but I was kind of taking all of August off from Monday. And well, things happened. And yeah. here we are listening to this on a Monday. And. I, I'm going to say this right in advance. Um, this will probably be longer than my typical Monday episodes, which I try to keep short anyways. Um, I try to keep those about a half hour long. I don't foresee this being that short. And I don't, and I'm not saying that's because Aaron's here. I'm saying oh, that is. just in general because of the topic at hand, because even if I wasn't doing this around Aaron's mom's kitchen table right now, <laughs> it, it still would be long even at home. And then I would have more video to splice together and all the funness going on. So what we're talking about this Monday, um, well, Aaron more so than me, but Aaron lives closer to Kenosha than I do. I'm down Racine two or three times a week regardless, but Aaron lives down here in the wonderful southern side of Racine, close to Kenosha, close to all the fun going on. And before we even get into this, Lieutenant, yes, I know you live in Kenosha, but no. Because <laughs> the reason I say is, anytime we have a topic, he's like, well, I know some stuff about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're, we're, we're keeping things in house. <laughs> So I just want to address that right away because I know I'll have someone hitting me up on text or hitting me upside the head next time I see them. But so we're here. And if you have not been paying attention to the news, if you have been living under a rock, congratulations. You have no idea what I'm talking about when I say Kenosha, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So Kenosha, Wisconsin, it's a town in Southeast Wisconsin between it's in that nice little quarter like Racine, where Aaron lives and where I used to live, uh, between Chicago and Milwaukee. And due to that, there's all there's a, a lot of traffic, but it's also a very, um, there's a lot of culture in Kenosha. There's a lot of things going on there, both for the good and the bad. And last week, Sunday, like literally a week ago, because I remember waking up from a nap on Sunday afternoon to see the news about this, uh, someone was shot by police officers seven times, I believe it was. He is in the hospital. He is probably going to recover, I believe. Um, as of last I heard, he's no longer chained up in the hospital because before he was like handcuffed to the bed. Mm. And that's because they put up bail. So that way, you know, th- they don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bail was actually for a, a federal warrant that is out for his arrest. Yeah. So, but... I remember when Kenosha, when this all started, I heard so many differing stories on what happened on this. What what was the first story, Aaron, that you remember hearing about this shooting, about um, this man that was shot down in Kenosha? Uh, well, the 
first thing I saw, well, the first thing I saw was like the little video clip of it. Of pretty much, it was just him walking to his car. Okay. Starting to get into it, and then you heard the shots. Um, so that was the first thing I saw of it because <laughs> I was with what's his name? I already forgot his name. But yeah, so I was with Josh, um, and he uh, yeah showed us the video, and I didn't want to see it at first because I was once he told me that uh, he a uh, guy was already shot in Kenosha. I was like, oh no, it's not going to be good, regardless. Right, but. Yeah, and then he showed the video, and I was like, oh, okay. But I think the first story I heard was um, was pretty much like, no, it was a Jacob Blake shot in the back in front of his kids or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, great. Um, and then, actually, <laughs> oddly enough, the second story I heard was, I was because I was on Facebook and reading something a couple of days later, and someone was saying that the story they heard in Kenosha, not, I'm, wow, no, not the story. Oh my goodness! Is it, is it L.A. or Las Vegas? Someone's like, "Yeah, we got a story of it saying that um, a black man was shot seven times in the back in front of his kids for trying to break up a fight." I was like, "Yeah." So that oh. was that was the first narrative that went around social media that he was shot seven times in the back for uh, trying to break up a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and news stories ran with it that night because that was the narrative at the time. So yeah, that was the first narrative going around on social media. I remember seeing that and the I remember I posted I was like, "Okay, so we have another person shot by police. I'm going to wait until I have facts before I start saying anything." Essentially. Because I rem- the one thing that I've noticed with a lot of these shootings is people respond immediately based on their emotions on what they feel and what they want to believe with it. And they want to immediately believe that any shooting of a person with a little more melanin in their skin is racially motivated and evil. And I was like, that could be the case, but I want to wait for facts first. Was this shooting justified? Was it not justified? What are the facts behind the shooting? Because here's here's the thing. Johnson, I have a question for you. No, no. Have you ever gone through police academy training? <laughs> no. Okay. Near have I. <laughs> and guess what? 99% of the people on the social media haven't gone through any sort of police academy training either. And they're saying all these things saying, oh, all the police are racist. They should only shoot. They should only do this to why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? They make all these assumptions without having actually gone through the training. Now, this goes back to another conversation that we had previously, trusting the experts. We're always told to trust the experts. But yet in the matters of police, all of a sudden, everyone's an expert. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. So who do we believe? Well, maybe we should believe the people who have actually gone through training to be a police officer on restraining and um, use of lethal force instead of saying, oh, this wasn't justified. We don't know everything, unfortunately. Now, unfortunately, Kenosha is one of those counties that doesn't use body cams. So we will not have body cam footage of anything that happened down there in Kenosha. We will have footage from around it. We will have footage or footage or video, however you want to say it. I see you laughing from, you know, the police cars or bystanders and all that. Okay. And right from the beginning, like I said, I, 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 I was like, I'm not even going to say anything until I see the facts because the facts always come out later after the emotional outrage. And then what started happening in Kenosha, like day one, we started seeing um, what CNN calls Peaceful but fiery protests. <laughs> yeah. Um, as they show buildings on fire. 
Yeah. But we started seeing protests and riots happen in Kenosha. Now, I want to make sure I distinguish very clearly. There is a difference between a riot and a protest. A little bit. Just a little. So a, a protest is, you know, you're gathering together. You're saying, hey, this isn't right. I don't like this, you know, as a group, whatever it is. And guess what? A protest is covered under your First Amendment rights to peaceably gather. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big dif- differentiator because as if you're getting together and, set, and holding signs saying, hey, we don't like this, whatever, you can protest all day even if you have your facts wrong, and I will support that. But as soon as you start uh, throwing Molotov cocktails, you start putting buildings on fire, breaking windows, harassing people, um, you know, threatening people, then we got a problem. And it leads to and it leads to more problems. There, there's this. I, I remember talking to someone on social media, and part of me was trying to egg them on a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I was like, mm-hmm. hate leads to more hate, regardless of where you try to justify it from. So if you're pro, if you're rioting, and you're destroying these buildings, and you're causing havoc and chaos, and just you're hating people. You're only going to cause more hate. But yet in the end, you're saying, we only want peace and love, but you're doing peace and love through hate. (laughs) You're trying to achieve justice through murder. You're trying to achieve equality through destruction. It doesn't work. And I don't care what tone your skin takes, how much melanin you do or do not have. Everyone needs to be held to the same standards and same accountability, regardless of those differences. Yeah. I, well, excuse me. Um, it was uh um granted there's really uh i don't know i guess i haven't heard anything recently thankfully that has been going on i don't think it's gotten um any worse because well one i mean not hearing news about kenosha at the moment well so what 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 happened the past couple days what happened yeah uh well i mean you guys said it there's fires Um, well i mean what happened to cause the reduction Oh, in, in National Guard, stuff like that. National Guard. But beyond National Guard, we got National Guard from multiple states. Yeah. We got federal authorities coming in. Uh, Evers, Governor Evers, Governor of Wisconsin, and the Kenosha mayor finally agreed to let Trump send in federal agents in that to help calm the protests. Yeah. Which is good. Because um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of my dad was showing me. A couple images of some shops and stuff like that down in Kenosha. And he's like, so did you ever know about this? I can't. Wow. Now I wish I could remember the name of the shop. It was a camera place. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grant, I was like, well, I've never known about it. But he's like, oh, well, there it is. And it was literally just like rubble and ash on the ground. So no building was left of it. So. Yeah, that first night, well, the first couple nights were pretty ridiculous, I suppose. Yeah, and so in response to the wonderful shooting, we had the wonderful peaceful protests (laughs) all all across Kenosha that resulted in people, and I have a bunch of coworkers um, who live down in the Kenosha area, and, you know, and they sympathize fully with what happened with the family of the person that was shot, and they're like, you know, they have no ill will toward them, but they're like, it's getting a little crazy with all the riots and all the stuff going on right by them. Um, you, you know, you even have the family of 
uh was it uh, jacob? jacob blake yeah. yeah i had to think for a second so they didn't they didn't they didn't want the violence no. they wanted you know his mother was like please stop doing this which i always find is kind of weird because like you'll have the families that are affected well because i thought that was even the kind of the same thing with george floyd yeah it was with his family like they didn't want all this outrage and like destruction happening because of this they wanted to go about it in a peaceful kind of way but it's like then you get the crazies out there like nope we're gonna take advantage of this and just destroy stuff because why not yeah and you have that and you know like you said it's not the families who are doing who are doing the crazy it's everyone else who wants to take advantage of the situation to be honest a lot of the 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 riots i didn't say the protest the riot portion is from people trying to take advantage of this this time of uneasiness going on in kenosha or portland or minneapolis or wherever the latest whatever happens and they say oh this is racially motivated we need to go there and cause more disturbances now you know and you saw a lot of stuff on social media and people going oh um i don't know if you saw this but i saw this people are like all these unmarked cars are coming into the city with unmarked license plates da, da, da. they're going to cause violence all that some of that was people probably teenagers just trying to be stupid causing a viral thing to go around so you never knew what was actually happening down in Kenosha until, well, mm-hmm. people live streaming it the night of and watching it, what was actually going on. Yeah. No, I did. Wasn't There was like, I thought it was like 100 or well, 100 plus cars coming in from the interstate. See, um, I never had that confirmed or not. I, I uh, saw it on social media. Okay. But that was never confirmed. That was never what the heck. Yeah. Well, then where did my folks hear that then? Because it, it was on social media. Are that you was, talking about like Facebook? Or you just yeah. Talk, okay. Because well, it was it was like all over the social medias for a while about all these vehicles coming in with um their license plates removed or blocked off so they couldn't yeah. be identified. Da 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 da. And you know they did that right. And that night, what happened in Kenosha? Almost nothing. Right. Thankfully, yeah. So, so it was like. Really? There's a hundred vehicles coming in to cause trouble and nothing happened? Something doesn't add up. And, so then, and that's part of the issue that we're having is social media. You, anyone can just go on there and say, I saw this, da-da-da-da-da, and they make an assumption that maybe those vehicles were heading to Kenosha to cause problems or something. Right. Or maybe they were just a bunch of stupid teens meeting up in a parking lot to <laughs> do car stuff, you know? Because teenagers with a little extra income in their pockets, what are they going to do? They're going to spend it on their cars for the most part, you know? <laughs> So you you have that happening. And then you have people going on social media. And I remember this one because this one just was blew my mind. They said, if you say wait for the facts before talking about this case, you're racist. And I just sat there and I wanted to. I'm not normally a violent person, but I want to reach to the screen and strangle this person. Not strangle them to death. Just strangle them and be like, why are you being an idiot? You know, like, you know, like you see um, in the cartoons where they strangle and like shake them. Oh, yeah, like Homer and uh, well, Homer no, that, that's, that would be abuse because he's like squeezing his throat, like I mean, yeah, choking him, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I want to be like, why are you so stupid? Yeah, da, da, da. oh, because right. why are you perpetrating? <laughs> I can't speak. Why are you perpetrating fake news? Why are you perpetrating falsehoods? Why are you perpetrating your biases and lies in the name of? of truth if truth is based on lies then it is not a truth no and and that's what they're trying to do they're like well we're just going to take advantage of the situation da, da, da. well now guess what uh they have 
released a press release about the actual events of that day with Jacob Blake. Have you read any <sighs> the events that actually happened? Have I read? No. Okay. So here's, here's what actually happened the day that Jacob Blake was shot. Officers were dispatched to the location due to a complaint that Mr. Blake was attempting to steal the caller's keys slash vehicle. Officers were aware of Mr. Blake's open warrant for felony sexual assault of the third degree before they arrived on scene. Mr. Blake was not breaking up a fight between two females when officers arrived on the scene. So that initial story that was going around the web and the internet and news that he was breaking up a fight and he was shot because he was breaking up a fight, that's fake news. Again, why you wait for all the facts to come in before you start making judgments. Mm-hmm. The silver SUV, seen the video mm-hmm. where Blake was shot? That wasn't his vehicle, even though his kids were inside of it. Mr. Blake was not unarmed. He was armed with a knife. The officers first saw him holding the knife while they were on the passenger side of the vehicle. The quote-unquote main video, you know, the one where he's shot, circulating on the internet, shows Mr. Blake with a knife in his left hand, and when he rounds the front of the car, the officers issued repeated commands for Mr. Blake to drop the knife. He did not comply. Okay? At this point, people are going, why didn't they use XYZ to subdue him, right? And one of the first things I heard is, why didn't they taser him? I heard, I've heard that multiple times. Why didn't they taser him? They could have just tasered him, and this would all be over. He didn't have to be shot. Yeah, someone was saying that they, and this is granted, yeah, I heard something about they tried, but it failed. But then I was like, I, so I'm, I'm sure you've already heard that. So Continuing on. The officers, the officers initially tried to speak with Mr. Blake, but he was uncooperative. The officers then began issuing verbal commands to Mr. Blake, but he was non-compliant. The officers next went, and they put this in quote, hands-on with Mr. Blake so as to gain compliance and control. In other words, they tried some of these things that, like, um, the person we know who's a therapist, she goes, well, why didn't they try this? I'm a little girl, and I can make all these people comply. Well, they tried this with him, and he didn't comply. Okay. Mr. Blake then actively resisted the officer's attempt to gain compliance. The officers then disengaged, drew their tasers, issuing commands to Mr. Blake that he would be tased if he did not comply. Based on noncompliance, one officer tased Mr. Blake. The taser did not incapacitate Mr. Blake. That's tasing one. The officers once more went hands-on with Mr. Blake trying to gain control of the escalating situation. Blake forcefully fought the officers, including putting one of the officers in the headlock. A second taser from a different officer was deployed. It did not appear to have any impact on him. Based on the inability to gain compliance and control after using verbal, physical, and less lethal means, the officers drew their firearms. Mr. Blake continued to ignore the officer's commands, even with the threat of lethal force now present. Now, this is the results of investigations that have now been released. A week later, and these investigations were not done by the Kenosha Sheriff's Department because they were involved with a shooting. So they can't be. Well, no, so to make it as um, they want to make it as fair as possible. Yeah, they turned they turned the investigation over to the state of Wisconsin, to the FBI, to basically everyone else but them. Mm-hmm. So that way they can't say that they were trying to hide the results of the investigation or manipulate them to be in their favor. Right. Which, that's weird, because, yeah, I heard, uh, what'd you hear? Um, that apparently a official police report was saying that he didn't have a knife, and that he was going for a knife in the vehicle, and the, he was never tased. See, that, and that was, so a, like, 
that that was an early on report. Uh, like I think that came out like Monday or Tuesday before investigations were fully finished. Probably would have had to been I'm trying to think of when I heard that. If it was might have been I might have heard about it Wednesday. Maybe, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. It could okay. have been like a Monday or Tuesday or an, an early initial report. But now that they've had time to go back through the evidence and everything, they find this. And they actually, so two other things to add to this. They found a, a knife in the vehicle on the floorboard of the vehicle. Which when you see him in the video going in the car, he's not getting in the car to get in the seat and drive. Um, second thing. Jacob Blake admitted to having a knife. He was interviewed. Obviously, he's alive. So he yeah. was interviewed while he was in custody at the hospital. And he admitted to having a knife. Yeah. What? <clears throat> yeah. So why the tasing didn't work, that's unknown at this time. And there's multiple reasons. You know, some people are just, you know, they're, they'll fight through that pain and, you know, they won't care about it. You know, there's no indication, at least in the reports that he was on anything, but I don't know if they, if that's conclusive yet or not, you know, because some people, when they're on certain drugs, tasers almost don't seem to work on them. And it's not because it's not working. It's just mentally, they're not feeling the pain. So they're not going down. Yeah. It doesn't do much to them. Well, yeah. Much of anything. Uh, um, gosh. And so this has had multiple impacts on, on, on people down there. You know, you have, you know, John Cooper from Skillet. Yeah. He did a video about it recently about how he's just all torn up about it down there. He was actually on Fox and Friends recently yeah, on, on Friday morning. Was it Friday morning? I thought thought it was Saturday. Oh, I'll look it up. Okay, regardless, I I, I watched the video, but, you know, he's down there, and he he put in one of his personal videos, he's like, he never thought he'd have to strap an AR on to protect his family. I did not hear that. Yeah, that was off of his personal feed on Facebook, and he's like, I never thought I would have to strap an AR on while in my house to protect my family, Hmm. because he's only like five or six blocks. From where all yeah, the rioting he, is. He did, yeah, he said something. And, about and there was another that. video of him where he's sitting in his house in the dark, the lights off. He probably has his gun with him. I couldn't tell. But he's like, the protesters are marching right outside my street right now. Oh. Oh. You know, so he was up and being vigilant and being aware in case someone tried to come in and harm his family. Now, that being said, with all of that, what happened? His family and uh, Ledger, their drummer from yeah. Skillet, they still went down and painted a mural mm-hmm. in the heart of down, downtown Kenosha, even with all this going on, even with him having to, you know, strap on an AR. And they actually did that interview for Fox and Friends in front of the mural that was painted. Oh, what? Yep. <laughs> so, you know, you have that dichotomy of responses there where it's, yes, I have to be protective of my family myself, but at the same time, we want, he, and he even said in his interview with Fox Friends, he's like, we want to try to find a way to love these people still. Yeah. You know, we want to find a way, you know, and he, th- this is what he said. He wants to find a way for racial justice and that. But he's like, but tearing down your city is not the way to do it. Destroying people's ability to work, to live, and all that, not the way to do it. And I agree. There are peaceful ways. And then there are people who are now justifying, well, rioting is just our way of acting out when we're upset. Like, so you can't, you don't have any emotional control. That's what you're telling me. You're not an adult where you can control yourself when you might feel a little angry and learn how to process it in the correct way. But it's not, I don't care if it's not fair or not. 
I don't care if you want to throw a tantrum or not. You are not three years old anymore. If a three-year-old throws a tantrum, it's to be expected. If you're 18 or older and you're throwing a tantrum, we got some words to talk about because you don't know how to control yourself. I don't care how angry you're getting. Especially to that degree. Like, I mean, well, Grant, huh, man. Thankfully, I don't have kids. But <laughs> you have no idea how true that statement is. But it's like when your kid has a tan- tantrum, especially in public, the parent is more often than not pretty irritated about it. So it's like, granted, that's over usually over something kind of just minuscule, like, oh, they didn't get a toy or something that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Now they're upset. But that like irritates the parents. But it's like, well, then you have something like this going on. Granted, it's a much more serious, you know, offense happening. But it's like, I guess, what I, do you think it's okay to do? What, well, granted, they do think it's okay. They think it's their right or, you know, that they're entitled to something like that, which is, I, it boggles my mind on why they think that's okay. Well, you know what? There's actually a book out there now. Uh-oh. Uh, author Vicki Osterwile, she wrote a book. Entitled, In Defense of Looting. In Defense of Looting. Yep. Hmm. And how it is, I'm trying to think how to, how, how to say it, uh, that it's a new energy of resistance across the country. She argues that looting is a powerful tool to bring about real lasting change in society. The rioters who smash windows and take items from stores, she says, are engaging in a powerful tactic that questions the justice of law and order and distribution of property and wealth in an unequal society. So you're breaking the law to question the law to bring equality. Which, I mean, it won't, but at least as far as I can tell. For those that, I guess as far as my simpleton mind is taking it. um, Yeah. It's like, well, I I, I get the part where it makes the other people question, like the justice system and stuff like that, because it's, I guess the only way I, I guess I can think of that is if they don't get response, which at the same time, it's like, can you expect them to respond depending on how much is going on? Because you only have so many people that can help, you know, well, for like officers and firefighters right. and stuff like there's only so much of them that can go out and take care of stuff. So when you have so much more stuff like destruction going on, they can only get to so much. So I can get how people are like, well, what the heck? But then that's where people take things in their own hands, as we also have seen. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Um, which is another fun situation, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll get there in a second. How about okay. that? All right. I, w- I want to talk about this looting thing here more. Just how ludicrous this book is, by the way. Oh, yeah. It, it I, I might sense. have to get a copy of it just to get angry at it oh, no. <laughs> just to make my mind hurt uh, more so, than so first off first off the word looting according to her is a racial word yeah <sighs> so what she defends what she says is justice and right is the mass expro- expropriation of property in other words like uh, i can't i'm probably saying it wrong e-x-p-r-o-p-r-i-a-t-i-o-n mass shoplifting during a moment of upheaval or riot that's the thing i'm defending that's a quote from her while she is being interviewed by npr npr actually interviewed her about her book hmm. and why yeah <laughs> why she's defending it essentially 
Um, and she's essentially she had, she's defending rioting and looting. It's calling it just. Now, here's my thing from a Christian perspective. I don't care if you're black, white, red, brown, Indian, whatever. You could be a Martian for all I care. Mm. Okay. If you are using sin to justify, no, if you're using sin to try to correct sin, that doesn't work. So what I'm saying is this, anything racist is wrong. Hands down, flat wrong. And the church has been guilty of that in the past. Let's, let's, not, mm-hmm. let's not sugarcoat this, okay? The church mm-hmm. has been guilty of that in the past where people, pastors especially in the South, have taken various pieces of scripture out of context to use it to justify why, you know, people with a little more melanin in their skin should be excluded from certain things and that. Okay? It, it has happened. Thankfully, for the most part, the church has seen the error of that way and moved on. And said, yeah, yeah, that was a bad part in our history. We need to not let that happen again. Guess what? At the same time, we cannot let the extreme versions of this, like get down on your knees and beg for forgiveness because you're white, Mm -hmm. enter into the church either and find a way to justify that through scripture. Because I see that all the time. Mm -hmm. I see that on social media where people who I thought were pretty decent Christians and I say thought, I'm not trying to judge them, but, you know, w- when I see it, it like part of me wants to shake them through the screen again. <laughs> okay. You know, I see them and I, and they're younger than me typically. I'm like, how did you grow up to become so weird and corrupted and twisted where they try to take everything that the world says about looting and rioting and theft and destruction and say, this is right and just and holy. And I look at them like, you're using sin to try to say we need to change another sin. So your sin squaring, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Sin plus sin does not equal holy. No, it just equals more messed up. Exactly. It just equals more of a mess. It equals more sin. Holy plus sin equals holy. Now, when I say holy plus sin, I'm not saying you take Jesus and you bring and you say, I'm going to loot for Jesus. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Not, I'm not saying create uh, rioters for Jesus in here. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is when you take something holy, Jesus, mm. and you bring your sin to him, he, and he transforms you, he makes, he makes the mundane holy. Again. And that's the part of the equation they forget. They think sin plus sin equals, whew. and in this case, sin is whatever makes, when I say sin, I'm talking about rioting, beating up people. I'm talking threatening people. All for the sake of you wanting to say, I'm advancing equality. Mm-hmm. There, like I said, if you want to do that, protest. And that's great. And I will stand with you and protest. I won't call police racist because I don't believe police as a whole are racist. Are there a few bad apples? Sure. But as a whole, no. So when you try to say, I'm going to protest because that's the only way we're going to get this message across, you missed the boat completely. And you need to, I'm sorry, shut up. But yeah, these protests and that then bring about this Kyle Rittenhouse situation. And I see Aaron just kind of over there. So I want to hear your thoughts on Kyle Rittenhouse before I say anything on on my side. No, no. Uh, Especially because you're a responsible gun owner and carrier. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. My feelings are pretty mixed. Okay. Uh, I think so. At first, hearing about it, well, at first when I heard about some uh, a guy uh, 
shooting. Well, it was three people, two died. One was injured, correct? Yep. Okay. That in and of itself just made me just, I was like, well, saddened by that. Um, but then I also saw some guy, some person uh, post on social music. If you think Kyle Ritten, Rittenhouse, right? Yeah. Is a hero. Something like unfed me. One of those kind of things. I was like, oh, great. Well, yeah. But <laughs> typical. Um, but another friend shared something on Facebook about in this. I I can't remember the guy's name that did the video, but he was saying that for being 17 years old, he shouldn't have had a gun in the States. But then I remember watching a different, I don't know if it was Tim Pool. Okay. Because he also will obviously surprise, surprise covered the situation. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, Tim Pool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I thought I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I guess I probably should make sure that was him again. Cause I was, when I was watching, I was pretty tired. But he was saying something about where he was like, he's backed, you know, he's, it wouldn't be illegal for him to have a gun in the States. So I was like, one, okay, so I'm already hearing two stories between two different guys. But the going back to this first guy that I uh, saw from a friend sharing on social media, so not Tim Pool. Okay. Um, he was showing videos of, so this guy, Kyle, getting hit in the head with like a skateboard or something. And then some other guy was also like kind of like standing in front of him. It looked like he had something in his hand, which from a different angle showed there's a gun in his hand, mm-hmm. which it's like, okay, if at that point Kyle hasn't, well, clearly hasn't shot him yet. I, and I don't know if he shot the guy that had a gun in his hand. I don't know specifics of the individuals on who they were. I just know that the, I've heard a little bit about one guy saying that he was, was it a pedophile or something like that? Or, and he's also got a rap sheet where he shouldn't even own a gun, but he had one kind of thing. So it's like, if, if, if Kyle wasn't just straight up saw somebody like kind of coming in his direction that looked threatening and decided to shoot him, that, that wouldn't sit well with me. But if he was getting beat and like another guy had a gun, Pointed in his direction, then it's like, okay, I would not see an issue with him defending himself with his gun. Okay, so there's a there's a few nuances here that we need to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Where does Kyle live, first off? I was just there last night. Antioch, Illinois. Okay, so he lives in Illinois. Okay, so that's one first thing, okay? Mm-hmm. He works in Kenosha. Oh. So it's not like he crossed the lines just... You know, the state line just to okay. defend something in Kenosha. And that's what I was wondering, because I didn't know he worked in Kenosha, so, obviously, until now. So I was like, if he was coming to Kenosha just to have a gun to be like, <clears throat> so that's not so a let, smart idea. So I, I remember hearing very early on in, and again, from some people I know that I respect them pretty well, where they're posting fake news saying, this guy, Kyle, came from Illinois carrying a gun across state lines false okay he didn't bring a gun from illinois what happened was he got done and this is all documented in the news and i can share the i have the links right here he got done with his job as a lifeguard in kenosha Mm -hmm. so he works as lifeguards kenosha and then he went to volunteer to clean up parts of downtown 
He likes okay. Kenosha. He works there. I did see that. I did see okay. him. So he was doing that, right? Off graffiti and stuff like that. Well, you so. know, there was a car dealership that got Messed essentially up. torched. Which apparently they're not even going to get insurance isn't going to cover that stuff. Supposedly. Yeah, I don't, I, know. I don't know. I, I haven't looked yeah. at that. Anyways, there was a car dealership. I don't know if it was that car dealership or a different one. Yeah. They were, they put out essentially a notice said, hey, anyone that can come and help defend our business, please come and help defend our business. Kyle responded to that, and that's where the gun was provided. Now, that being said, Kyle is 17. He's a minor. Yeah. To own a rifle in Wisconsin. You have to be 18. You have to be 18. So bad on the business for giving them that gun. Okay. So first off, let's, let's state the obvious there. Okay. Bad on the, bad on the business for giving them a gun. They should have technically given them a handgun because then that would have been legal. <laughs> Wait, really? There's no minimum age for handgun ownership, even though you can't buy one if you're I under 18. You can't buy one until 21. Right. You can. But you can legally own it. There's no minimum. That seems so twisted, though. Wisconsin has no minimum aid requirement for ownership of, of a handgun. You know where that comes from? The USCCA. Yep. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, I know. I saw your membership <laughs> card right here on the, yeah. on the table. So that, and this is the USCCA for Wisconsin. They're talking specifically about Wisconsin gun laws. Yeah. So Wisconsin, no minimum age to. Own a handgun, although you might not be able to buy one until you're 21. Okay. Which is, I will say that the whole thing, I suppose, I had talked about this with a coworker. Um, the whole thing of being able to gift a gun in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like, kind of feels off. Because, like, for my gun, I was gifted my gun through my dad. So the background check wasn't done on me. Right. If the, it was, and you're such a dangerous person. I oh, you better watch you, out for me. You kill flying from there, and he starts breaking down, crying. Yeah. <laughs> but like at first, like my first thought about that was like maybe that should be changed. But then at the same time, I don't think it matters because I mean, if you get people that are going to want a gun, they're going to find a way to get. They're going to find a way to get a gun. So regardless. it's like the fact that somebody can just gift me a gun without any background check that seems weird but yeah you get the wrong people looking for a gun it doesn't matter what way they have to go do it they'll find a way to go get one yep so addressing the handgun thing you know because you're talking about 21 right that restriction is only for licensed dealers unlicensed dealers in wisconsin are just prohibited from selling handguns to persons under 18 so if you can find an unlicensed dealer and you're 18 you can buy a handgun from them it's uh, so it's yeah so weird how so if work. the business would have given him a handgun this yeah. whole thing would not even be an issue right and the reason i say this would not be an issue what type what is what is wisconsin's um stance uh, on deadly force you should know this you're a concealed carry holder pretty much the only thing i learned in my concealed carry class was it's a last resort <laughs> well yeah it is a last resort okay i'll give you that but what what is yeah. what is wisconsin's I mean, stance on use of lethal force is it's like if you're i guess the only thing i hear repeated is if your life is like legitimately put in danger okay yeah so wisconsin the law of self-defense states you may employ lethal force to defend yourself or another if you or they 
our unreasonable fear of imminent death or mm-hmm. great bodily harm. Not even death, great, great bodily, bodily harm. harm. Wisconsin is not a standard ground state. Um, we're more castle doctrine state. You know, you know the difference between the two, right? <laughs> so castle doctrine is someone walks in your front door right now. You could shoot them. No, essentially, repercu- there's going to be repercussions, but yeah. you know, it's you're you're going to be given the benefit of the doubt by default. Right. Well, yeah. Um, in a, a stand your ground, stand your ground means you have no duty to retreat anywhere. We're just stand your ground inside your house. You have no duty to retreat inside your house. So th- there is a slight difference. Now, that being said, guess what? Kyle was trying to retreat. Yeah. He was trying to retreat. And as CNN said it, a skateboard made contact with his head for the first wow. person. <laughs> Instead of a a person slammed his head with a and cracked a skateboard over his head that it it made contact that's well, i hate how people just play on words and try to cover i must cover things up and make it seem not as i guess bad yeah so anyways so that happened right uh made contact and that's he felt he was threatened he turned around shot and killed there was another person because he he shot three people Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, um, I forget exactly what happened, but it was said that there was a another shot of a gun, and probably he thought it was at him. Probably turned around and shot it. Ooh. The the third guy had the gun at him, and that was the one he shot in this in the into gun. the like in the bicep area. And blow his arm off. It didn't blow his arm off, but it it it's, it, it uh, yeah. the bicep is damaged. Yeah. He's he's gonna live. Oh, okay. yeah. The fourth guy put his arms up and surrender. Guess what happened to him? Nothing. Nothing. Kyle let him go because he. Yeah. He was not going to continue to harm him. Yeah. So smart on his part. <laughs> so, it, them, but, but, you know, that happened. And so I'm seeing people now on social media going like kind of like you were saying, you know, if you think he's a hero or whatever, I don't think he's a hero necessarily, but I think no. he was defending himself. Now, was it bad logic to give a 17 year old a rifle? Yes. What? Especially because he, here's why mm-hmm. that 17 year old wasn't the person's family. It would be oh, no, one yeah. thing if like you, let's say you were mm-hmm. 17, Aaron, and your dad gave you a rifle to defend the house. That's yeah. one thing. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that, 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 that's that's one Say, thing. I had a rifle at a younger age than that, but <laughs> I know. But I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I, yeah. But you know, you know, your dad's like, I'm going to be gone for a while. Here's a rifle. Sit on the porch. Defend the house. You know, because there's riots going up and down Pierce Boulevard right now. It's just, I hope not. My bike's outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you end up shooting someone. It's one thing because you got the the rifle from your dad. You know, it's it's a family thing. It's a second thing of a company going. Here's a gun. Defend us. Right. See, now, I guess I wonder, Grant, because I'm not, I mean, I'm not gun smart, really. As in, like, for, like. I don't want you caring if you're not gun smart. In the way, meaning, okay, like, for, like, the different kinds of guns and, like, what kind of rounds you can put through them. Because I'm, because obviously there's a difference between a rifle and a hand. Really? I don't, but, like, I don't, so I don't know what rifle he had. I don't know if that's been disclosed or not. I don't know off the top of my head. Everybody just says AR because it's the standard whatever, I guess, rifle that looks scary to people. Um, But, because, I mean, you can get some handguns that have some 
gnarly rounds in there that will do a ton of damage. It was an AR-15, by the way. Okay. Same one that John Cooper is wielding to protect his family. Way to go, John. I hope you don't have to use that. I'm sure he doesn't either. Um, but because then obviously, yeah, I guess your standard rifle probably has a bigger round in it than your average handgun would, or a more destructive round. That's the thing I'm not terribly smart with about as far as like the size of rounds and stuff goes. Um, but I, because I, 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 I have a 45, and that definitely has more than enough stopping power for somebody if, if. I ever had to use it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I guess I'm just trying to wonder why are rifles more like restricted than a handgun is? Cause also a handgun's a lot easier to sneak around. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. You know why? Hmm. Because in all of your school shootings and that, there's been a rifle, rifle as the one that you see in the news. Yeah, And because of that, people are now scared of the rifle. And because of that, they have to legislate the rifle. Yeah, I guarantee you, if on all those school shootings and mass shootings, if it wasn't a rifle and still was a handgun, it, it would be, be the same thing. You could buy a rifle at the age of 10. <laughs> but you, but a, a rifle, you would have to wait till you're 55. No, a handgun. No, I'm saying if the... Or hang on, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You know, and you'd have to wait till your age of 55 with like special insurance mm-hmm. and all that because they will try to legislate that away. Right. So right now you have Kyle who, so this past week, Kyle was in court because they're trying to extradite him up to Kenosha. Since he lives in Illinois, they got to do the whole extradition period, blah, 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 blah. Now, what did Kyle do after he shot those people? Never heard that part of the story. He turned himself um, into police. Oh, wait, no, yes, I did hear that. Never mind. Hello. Okay, I'm sorry. So he, I was thinking like immediately after the people were shot. No, okay. it would have been a little bit of time. So he, yeah. he turned himself into the Kenosha police and they essentially did nothing mm-hmm. because they were more concerned about trying to keep the riots under control at that time. Oh, for sure. So then he went home for the night and turned himself into the police in his hometown. That's he, That's a good kid, I would say. He was responsible <laughs> in the fact that, yes, he was trying to defend himself, but then when he actually had to use his weapon yeah. that was on loan to him from a, a, a car dealership of some sort, um, yeah. that he then had to then, he turned himself in and said, I'm here, this is what I did, and uh, yeah. <clears throat> two people are dead because of it. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine having to do that. As a 17-year-old. Well, like, he, well, granted, not even just as, like, I mean, if I had to do, if I ever had to shoot somebody, just whatever age that is, like, I, ah, that's, like, one thing that stops me from, like, thinking about owning guns is, like, having to, like, get in a point where I'd actually use it. It's, like, would I be able to do it? I don't know. Yeah. Because it's, like, that thought of you're taking, well, most likely, I guess, depending on how good of a shot you are. You're taking someone's life away. And it's like, is that something that I can live with? I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, and to be fair, that's not something to be taken lightly. Not at all. Um, and that's a <laughs> total sidetrack. But I love how, like, I remember <laughs> my dad 
always giving me crap about like playing Call of Duty and stuff like that. Like, oh, you guys are just killing people and whatever. When you die, you just come back immediately. Like, that's not how it works. It's like, well, duh, that's not how it works. But like, there's always that talk of like you desensitizing yourself to actually killing someone kind of thing. But at least for me, it's like, no, I, I guess that connection isn't made. It's like the thought of doing it in real life is horrifying. Yeah, I, I can't wait until they start blaming video games on his violent tendencies of killing people in oh self-defense. Gosh, yeah. So his lawyers, though, are doing this pro bono. Okay. You know what pro bono means? I guess this is Aaron's word of the week. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had one of those in a while. Woo! Well, well, okay. Um, I'm not even going to try to just get you to find it. Pro Thank bono you. essentially means for free. They're doing it oh. for free. They're doing his defense for free. Who, who made up the word pro bono to mean free, basically? I have. It's probably from Latin or something. Oh, okay. Because a lot of your legal terms are of different, uh, I guess you could say, they come from different roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from Latin, pro bono, publico, for the public good. Wow. Man, I learned more here than I do in school. <laughs> I'm not even in school. But no comment. <laughs> <laughs> So his lawyers are doing this for free. They have set up a, a defense fund, not a defense fund, like a fi- like a charity fund f- for helping him, but others who are kind of in the same boat, you know, kind of defending themselves at protests and riots and are being charged. And so they've set that up. Now, they tried to set up, no, let me ask you this. They tried to set up, uh, you know, like a GoFundMe. You know what a GoFundMe is, right? No. <laughs> yes, I do. So they tried to set up a co- GoFundMe for Kyle Rittenhouse. He's probably earned close to nothing. Or, no. no, he's probably earned some, but they shut it down. The- but the one for Jacob Blake is still up, and he made over a million. Yep, in the first day. Yep. So Jacob Blake, the one who, by all accounts, was not complying with police officers, you know, and and for him, you know, it's not like he was causing terroristic threats or anything. So I have no, no I, I I'm not like they need to shut it down. But, you know, it kind of no. leaves a bad taste in my mouth that they close down Kyle's. Kyle's, but leave Jacob's in. Now, what has Facebook classified Kyle Rittenhouse's self-defense as? What have they classified it as? Yeah. I haven't. They have classified it as a mass shooting. But- so, therefore, since it is a mass shooting, if you try to share stuff on Facebook about it, it more likely will be deleted because and because in their terms bash shooting is three or more people so in their terms it, that's in a lot of or is that th- that's that's there's no like standard definition of a mass shooting okay because well I'll say i'm just looking this up when this one says four or more shot and, yeah or killed in a single event yep facebook's definition is three or more so since their definition is three or more things like because there's a bunch of people who are saying free Kyle or raise money for Kyle or whatever, because they're like, this is self-defense, even though I do have to agree, you know, 17 years old, that, that, that adds a wrinkle into the whole thing. It does. You know, if he was 18 or given a handgun, no issues, but 17, I I'm torn because it, yes, it was self-defense, but why was a 17 year old putting himself in harm's way like that as well? Well, well, granted, I guess what he volunteered, yeah, he volunteered. Granted, the company could have said, "No, you're too young." But then at the same, did like, the comp- I get it? Did the company vet all the volunteers? Oh yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't probably know. not. 
they're just like, hey, you're a body willing to come. And if you're 17, okay, you probably look close enough to 18 where you can get by without a question. Oh, right. But not, I guess the other thought, it sucks because it's like, I get it. But it's like, as far as the company goes, it's like, because yeah, they're assuming or that something's going to happen or they don't, well, yeah, they want to stop more bad from happening. To them, for sure, at least. So it's, I get it's like in that moment, you're just like, whatever, you know, whatever help you can get, take it. Right. It just happened to be in these poor circumstances. Very poor. And, and that's the thing, you know, when you have riots like this, that people are going to be caught up in bad situations. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, because let's say, but, and here's the thing, let's say you were down there, right? You were in there in place of Kyle. So it'd be an open shut case. You're defending yourself. But, yeah. but because right now it is related to racial tensions, you might be, and just like Kyle might be, put up essentially as a scapegoat by the state mm. to quell the masses. So in order to quell the masses, and I'm not saying this is happening, I'm saying this has the potential to happen. Because it, this wouldn't be the first time something like that has happened. But to quell the masses, we are essentially saying we will let an innocent person suffer to give the, the rioters, the lawbreakers, the murderers, the arsonists, the bombers, the haters, their sacrifice. You know what this sounds like? <sighs> Giving into terrorism? No. I agree. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, one that irks me that you would appease those people, I guess. Like to get, yeah, but those no, those people, those people, yeah, I'll say that. No, it's, I mean, the ones that literally just want to see the world burn, like, I, the fact that you're giving them, or like, yeah, that the benefit, well, not benefit of that, just making them happy. You're appeasing them. Yeah. Yeah. Irritates me. But <laughs> this is a total Barabbas. He got released to the people because that's who they wanted. Right. And look who they got rid of and sent to die. And notice who was the ones that incited them to release. Mm. It was the Jewish leaders. Yeah. We're like going to people. Of, let this guy go. Yeah. Let the criminal go. Then it's fine. And again, there I, I do want to differentiate specifically. There is a difference between those who peacefully are wanting change and are upset about this. Especially before the facts came out. Because I'll be honest, before all the facts came out from these police reports, it looked pretty bad. Oh, yeah, it did not look good at all. And now the police reports are coming out. It's like, I can see the use of force. Especially two tasers did nothing to this guy. I would be scared. I'm I'm really curious as to where my coworker got his information. And like I said, that could have been an early report. Because early reports, there was no mention of tasers. Okay. So this report, okay, because yeah, he did say there was no taser. This report came out like yesterday, Saturday. Okay. So this is a very late breaking report. Like I said, early on, when not a lot of information is released, that information is going to be different than when they actually have time to gather facts. Early on, early on, it was he was reaching for a knife. Now it's he had a knife. Well, because I saw it was. I saw, um, it might have been two days afterwards, somebody else was like looking into the situation as like some, I, he, on Facebook, his thing was like Mike the cop or something like that. And he was sharing his thoughts on the whole thing as right now. And they showed like photos of him, of uh, Jacob as he's walking towards this person that's currently filming him. 
So when you'd see it, I saw his like was it his right or left hand was kind of like tucked up, kind of near his like gut. Yeah. But then it like showed circled, like it looked like he had a blade in his hand. So then to hear that from my coworkers that that he didn't have a knife, but he was going to grab one. I was like, but that photo though, like. And see, that's why I said <laughs> early reports are going to be on the po- early preliminary data. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of that is going to be revolving around bystander video, you know, from various angles. Once they interviewed the police, once they even interviewed him, then they got the full, more full, complete picture. Remember, the agency involved in the shooting is not involved in the investigation as far as writing the report. They're providing data and like uh, cooperating. But not, they're not the ones coming to conclusions writing the report. No. And also, it's, I guess, a thing of a reason why it would probably be good to wait for all the information. I mean, thinking about, obviously, how the, with the uproar from the shooting that pretty much immediately followed it. Like, do you expect them to be able to give a full-on report anytime soon when they have a city to try and take care of because of this situation right so it's just like <sighs> so you gotta act in the here and now man yeah that's what you gotta do no whatever you feel just go with it because yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <sighs> uh, yeah it, it's been it's definitely <laughs> been interesting um just kind of watching it because i've also seen because you know like i said he they the police officers were notified of a third degree sexual assault federal third degree sexual assault warrant for his arrest mm-hmm. what is sexual assault third degree it's not that's a pretty gnarly one isn't it sir or does it get worse as it gets smaller oh wait no it gets worse as the numbers go up right nope it is worse as it gets the lower the number the worse the worse it is okay not the higher the number i was Okay, so then what is a third degree one? I don't know. So there's two ways this could be a third degree. Third degree is sexual assault or sexual contact without consent, mm. or it's a minor above a certain age. Oh, okay. I was Not a minor much. like I'm getting or mine, like a minor no, like under yeah. 18 minor. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that. I was, for whatever reason, I was thinking a minor over. When, I was thinking, when you said over a certain age, I was like, wait, it's like over minor age? I was like, wait, no. They're still too young, but they're past 10 or 12 or whatever the age it is. Yeah, so it's typically 12 or older. Yeah. If they're 12 or older, that would be third-degree sexual assault. Third-degree sexual assault, and again, I I don't have all the specifics of it. I've heard rumors, but I don't care what the rumors are. I want the facts. Mm -hmm. So because I don't have the facts, I'm just saying third-degree sexual assault. Third-degree sexual assault can also be resulting from sexual assault. A member of a household, you know, their household, mm-hmm. a relative or a person over which they have authority. Mm. So those that minor 12 to, you know, 17 until they're 18 or sexual contact without consent. So it could be any one of those reasons for it being third degree okay. sexual assault. And that is from uh, July. So that's pretty recent. Yeah. So what it exactly is, they don't say. Um but he also has charges in the past of trespassing, domestic abuse. So, again, of the person whom he allegedly stole the keys from. Right. So, we have another situation again where people are going, oh, he did nothing wrong. He broke up a fight. And then the real 
results come back. Because what we found out is within five minutes of that call being placed to the police, you know, of him trying to steal the keys, within five minutes, the shooting occurred. That's not enough time for a fight to be broken up and all that. That's barely enough time for what was documented to have happened. Right. You know, and all yeah. that and all that happens in a brief few yeah. seconds. You yeah. know, it's so all these people going, well, he shouldn't, the police shouldn't have used the gun. I'm sorry. You have two seconds to make a life or death decision. Yeah. You don't have a lot of time. And you haven't gone through police academy training. So guess what? I'm going to believe the people who have gone through it rather than you. Because guess what? I'm going to believe the experts, not some layman over here sitting behind their Facebook account who has no idea what it's like to be in a life or death situation because they are nice and cushy and soft. And I'm not talking about their couch. I'm talking about them (laughs) sitting on the couch, just sitting there, getting upset at everyone in the world and being a keyboard warrior. Oh, yeah. Getting those phalanges flying. That is a big word for you. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> that, that'd be kind of a fun song or something flying phalanges like that all right <laughs> but you know so you know all these people that do that i'm like and your expertise level is what on policing and i have to admit mine is not high either but guess what i have the the benefit of knowing a few people who uh, knowing someone who recently completed police academy and knowing some people who are police officers in their real day lives. So I can talk with them and be like, Hey, so, and obviously never quote them directly because that would never um, be good for them. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) You know, and you know, so I won't, I'll leave that to imagination of who that may or may not be that I'm talking about here. that may be listening to us, but yes, I see you. I've always wanted to uh, go like talk to a police officer as I'm just like cruising around. If I got nothing going on, I still haven't done it yet. And I came close to it the other day, but I actually had somewhere to be. So I was like, well, what the heck? But like just stopping to talk to an officer, and I guess kind of like, I don't know, see how they can explain things to me rather than obviously just hearing all these other things from different people that aren't involved in, you know, the police force and whatnot. So that's something I'd really like to do. Cause I mean, well, granted, I guess, yeah, there's the people that we do know. Well, you could always go steal a vehicle and then you could spend a legitimate Ah, (laughs) afternoon ride in the back of a car. No, I've already had a ride in the back of a car once and that was not fun. (laughs) Granted it was for the stupidest thing. Forking friends houses past curfew oh my goodness yep well that's your fault yeah i was dumb but yeah like i don't know i guess i'm just i just want to hear i guess like how they feel as a cop well especially right now and in the area like i i I just want to i guess get to talk to them yeah and try and get an understanding of how they feel and just like what because, I mean, there's a standard things that, like, I would assume would put them on edge and, like, make them nervous to be serving, well, especially now in this area. Oh, well, I'm sure that officer that pulled me over up north was nervous because he saw I wasn't exactly 100% white. <laughs> this guy's probably hate, hates me right now. And, like, it's, it's stuff like that. It's like, you never... N- especially with this climate going on right now. Yeah. Because that was only, what, two, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago that he pulled me over. Okay. Up yeah. in a little, a little town of Westfield, Wisconsin. Westfield. Yeah. 
I was on my way uh, back to Camp Fairwood and I got pulled over for uh, speeding a little bit. Hey, it's like me, but I was only five over. I was like five to ten, somewhere in that range. Okay, so we're about the same then. But it was yeah. on a, it was a zone that was twenty five miles per hour, and my brain didn't oh, go any lower than thirty five. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Oops. And, and I tried to go lower than thirty five, but my brain just was it, like. Dude, it sucks going that slow because it feels like you're just crawling on the so, road. I like empty road, no one there. I see the police officer coming this way, and I'm like trying to slow down, trying to keep under. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see him turn around. Wee! I'm like, no, <laughs> like hi, officer. But, but I knew he was probably nervous because white guy pulling over a half Mexican in the climate that we're in, he was probably prepared for potentially. Maybe. Me to be a little defiant um, about stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that so that, at how, that point, I was just like, I had my hands on the wheel. I was just like, "Hi, officer, how's it going?" <laughs> like, put on so much sugar, I was giving him diabetes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that probably made him feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. That's Although a, it could be, it could be like killing him with kindness, and then he'd go away and come back, and just be like. But I mean, no, I like when I had to go and like grab my wallet and all that, I was like, I'm going to reach into my pocket. for my wallet. <laughs> I told him that darn me because I was like leaning towards him to reach in to grab my wallet. Right. And I was like, I'm just reaching to grab my wallet. It's like, yeah, you can do it. You know, I kept one hand on the wheel, one hand on. Yeah. And I, who knows? You could be slight of hand. I mean, but yeah, I'm not going to slide a hand thing. But and I say also, I, no, you don't own anything, right? A gun. That's a secret. Or do you? That's a secret. <sighs> I like secrets. <laughs> so, yeah, but like I said, you know, this whole thing with down with Jack, Jacob, Bla- Blake, you know. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I got confused for a second because this <laughs> article from Newsweek has him as Jack, Jacob Black. Oh, not Blake. I was say, were you, I, I thought you were about to say Jack Black. I was like, different guy. No, because literally, is I was like, Black. I was like, wait, what? Why are they calling him Black? Jacob Black he was Black. I understand that, but last yeah. name is Blake. But they're calling him Jacob Black in this article in Newsweek. That's, so, that's not racist. You know, to be fair, it's probably a typo. Yeah. So here's here's the funny part. So you know, remember going back to Jacob Black shooting because you are asking about the taser thing, right? Yeah. Remember the the first video that everyone saw about the shooting? You know, it was like kind of at distance and watching. Oh yeah. The only thing the so, so the first video I saw was literally just him walking in the front of the vehicle, getting into it, and then shot. So here CNN interviewed the person that shot the video. Oh, I thought they were about to no. you were say that shot the guy. No, shot Jacob. Sorry. His name is Rayshawn White. Rayshawn. He saw. He said he saw police officers wrestle, punch, and use a taser on Blake moments before he started recording. So the video that has been circulated is everything only, after only presents part of the picture. That's so again, mm-hmm. when I say we need to wait for the facts, that's not me saying you need to use your white privilege and wait for facts. That's saying. In reality, as human beings, in order to get the complete picture, we have to wait for facts. Mm-hmm. And if 100%. you tell me otherwise, I'm sorry, you do go back to kindergarten and learn how to play well with others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, continuing on this interview here with Rashawn White. Yeah. 
After they punched him in his rib, the female officer tased him and Jacob kind of leaned on the car and they proceeded to wrestle him toward the back of the car and he went to the other side of the car. When they were on the other side of the car, on the ground, I had to pick up my camera and start recording. So that's when the recording started. Mm. White told the Associated Press and CNN that he heard the officers shout, drop the knife, drop the knife. Uh, I'm but, kind of surprised that CNN, I guess, interviewed him. Yep. Uh, so you have CNN who released that. This was an article from Newsweek, Newsweek quoting CNN and the AP. When we just quoted Newsweek, which quoted CNN and the AP. <laughs> you have the New York Times who actually uh, wrote an article uh, regarding uh, the, the, the shooting that Kyle did and actually gave uh, a point-by-point timeline of the shooting and actually showed a good defense for Kyle's shooting. Hmm. Surprisingly. Yeah. Surpri- I'm surprised the article's still up. Right. You know, but... Regardless of the fact, you still had CNN doing all their fun stuff. Uh, I don't know if you saw this or not. They had an article, or not an article, so they were doing um, like a news stream. You know, you, you know, a live stream, someone reporting from, they had the lower third, and it said, um, violent protests erupts, you know, and fires, blah, blah, blah. And then you see it taken down. And then it's protests and fires in Kenosha. They took out the word I violent. did see that. And I was like, come again now? come again so yeah we have all this craziness in the world so what do we do with that what we need to do is we can be grieved when someone is shot we can be grieved when things go wrong but we need to wait for the facts before we start saying fire kill or rioting even you can protest fine protest but what is protesting that is a peaceful demonstration that is not shooting up a neighborhood that is not smacking people over the head with skateboards that is not throwing Molotov cocktails in businesses breaking glass and destroying things that is not causing destruction of property in the town in which you want justice right no No. because then yeah i think there's also that who's a 70 year old man just like trying to well convince people or tell people not to destroy this thing within like nope bah gave him a good hit yeah knocked him down that was horrible um but so i guess let me know how because i would imagine obviously you know more like were a lot of these people that came in to cause problems like out of towners or were they literally like legitimately like majority of the people were from kenosha the okay so the ones that were actually causing like the destruction of property a lot of them were from out of town Okay. Now, the ones who were more peaceful, like doing their protest thing, that's kind of that mix of both, which is okay. fine. Yeah. But you have the federal agents that have come in, right? And yeah. and if you look around, you'll see this. Like, I was watching a video. Was, there was a gray, like, van that pulled up to a stop sign. And all of a sudden, a black SUV pulled in front of it. Officers jumped out of the SUV up to the van, smashed the window, forced the doors open, and pulled all the people out. The reason they did that, these people were coming in from Portland, Oregon, in Seattle, and they were offering up free food to people to come join the riots. This is kind of their methodology that these people use, is they travel around and they instigate. And they're like, no, we're not going to allow you to instigate violence in this town. And so they essentially arrested them. But you see, after the officers are like, 
get all the people out of the van. An officer drives in the van, drives them off, SUV drives off with the people, and they're all arrested. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we have federal agencies in Wisconsin helping right now to, to try to get, and they're not just going up to protesters and arresting them. They're not doing that. What they're doing is they're finding the known agitators who are coming from out of state as far away as Portland and Seattle and saying, you're not doing this here and taking them off. Good. I, uh, cause then there's the other thing where the gas stations had to shut down. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't, but I I, I don't know anything about that one, but that could very well could be maybe just for protection of people because because if they're making the stuff like Molotov cocktails exactly. and that, they might want bees and some gasoline and that. Now, yeah. where that is true or not, ugh. yeah, I guess I, I would hope it's not true. You know, th- there's so much stuff going around on social media that is fake about what is happening in Seattle, not Seattle, Kenosha. Uh, Kenosha, it's a bad, it's getting as bad as Seattle and Portland at times right now it's calmed down because we have the federal authorities in but it was getting bad at one point but we have those people and just like (sighs) Mm -hmm. great now um uh, there's a whole other things that could go on with this like uh trump uh, using the insurrection act and then apparently he's close to pulling that trigger on things and now the kenosha is calming down i don't think he's going to pull it for kenosha but he's Close for Portland because Portland's on like night there. 70 something of yeah, protesting straight up. You know, what we saw in Kenosha was nothing compared to Portland. But during the first couple of nights, guess what? Kenosha was called mini Portland. Yeah. So we had the, we had the potential for it to all of a sudden just skyrocket bad. Thankfully, and I will say this is probably the only good thing Evers has ever done in his life. Yeah, is that allowing the federal allowing the federal government national. to come in and take control and help and resolve the riots, and that says a lot. If I say it's the only good thing Evers has ever done in his life, if the fact that Evers is now the governor of <laughs> Wisconsin tells you how much I really like him, whoa, whoa. But, uh-huh. but I will have to say he is still the governor. He is yeah. still uh, what happened. So he's an authority. He's still an authority. So. Un- even if I don't like it, uh, I have to respect him as much as right. my soul doesn't want to. <laughs> but it's like, I have to be consistent. I right. have to be consistent because otherwise I will be a very big hypocrite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, dang it. Well, so I guess because now hearing that story you just told about the the van and stuff like that being, I guess like, broken into in a sense well they, well, they weren't breaking into no. they, they were essentially just saying you're getting out <laughs> gonna, yeah correct yep but like so then what well now let's say let's say um there were like those like hundred some whatever cars unmarked with the flashers on cruising through whatnot mm-hmm. and they're just chilling in kenosha still plates covered and everything like what can you do anything to those vehicles as a police or federal, I guess, officer? What do you mean do thing? As in, like, we'll take the coverings off the plates and get a license plate number. Like, can you? They would have to get them pulled over first somehow. And that's, you know, cause, that's what gets me. Because it's like, because it's illegal to have covered plates yeah. and drive around. Yeah. Now, granted, at that time. Wh- which was kind of my first indication that this was probably BS. Because if they were seen in a parking lot in a group out near the interstate. 
where they originally okay, said, I, you know, that okay. was kind of my first BS indicator because that means they're not in Kenosha yet. They have to drive to Kenosha still. They all drove there and they all had their license plates covered already when they got there to this meeting spot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add up. I, well, I guess I wouldn't be surprised because the only, this, what I heard is I, well, I guess I don't, I don't think I heard them chilling in a parking lot i just heard about them coming in from i-94 and there's a group of 100 or so yeah cars i mean when you get that many cars involved i guess in my mind i figured well i mean the cops can't pull over 100 cars so are they gonna try and just do the ones they can or what so i just kind of figured well they let it go because it's like if they try and mess with it then it's just gonna get ugly like that's where my mind went with it because if it's going to be a bigger thing than they can handle then well yeah i guess i wouldn't do anything because i wouldn't want to put your life at risk to a point where it's like you're probably going to get killed kind of thing um but i guess as far as like if they were in kenosha and just out there park i guess i just feel like as a officer or a cop or whatever you should be able to go have those plates uncovered because it's illegal to operate it with right. them covered so again, that's why kind of my BS meter was going off right right away on that. And with everything in social media land, it's just like, yeah. It's a mess. So, yeah, you know how I, 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 I retract my statement just now about Evers. What else has he done that's good? No, 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 no. Oh, never mind. He rejected aid from the federal government the first time it was extended. Oh, to yeah. Him. I was not aware of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. He did not want it. Yeah. Uh, and then it was only after uh, two people were killed in the riots that he then, and the White House then called the next day and extended it, that he then accepted, accepted it. it. And it looks like the reason he was pressured into accepting is they're afraid that the riots in Kenosha will lead Wisconsin to go Trump again. It's all political thing. It is all, all political. All the votes. It is. That's so irritating. So Marquette Law School, right? They do political uh, polls all the time. They found that in Wisconsin, this is just Wisconsin, in June, voters approved of Black Lives Matter protests 61 to 36. So 61 for, 36 against. Just for Trump re-election. No, no, no. No. I'm Black Lives Matter protests. Oh, I'm sorry. I Wow, here we go to that whole Gatorade toy story? What? Yeah, exactly. Okay. My bad. So in June of this year. Yeah. Wisconsinites, just Wisconsin, we're not talking nation, Black Lives Matter protests, they were for it, 61 to 36, the week before the protest in Kenosha, due to protests across the nation, that flipped to 48, 48, 48% for, 48% against, that was a 25 point swing, that's massive, in two months, wow, now they're predicting that once they take this poll again post Kenosha. It's, it's going to be to, different. It's going to be over 50 against. <sighs> so the, the Democrats are now afraid that Kenosha just handed Trump Wisconsin. <laughs> if that's their worry about this, well, then I hope it did. Cause... Notice they're not worried about the lives, the businesses, no. the destruction. They, they are worried votes. about Biden losing to Trump in Wisconsin over the rights that's that's pathetic. and that tells you everything you need to know about the rights right there unfortunately yeah as much as people want to say it's about justice 
It's about politics. The protesters, I can see more about justice. Those who are actually crying in the street wanting to see change. But if you're out there destroying for destroying sake, that ain't justice. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. See, and you'll have those people do that, but then they'll get pissed off when people retaliate against them. Yeah. They are throwing temper tantrums in the street in retaliation to an event they saw, which they have the incomplete picture of. I do not believe in racial profiling. I do not believe in being racist. And people go, well, just because you say that means you're racist. Screw you. You're half Mexican. You can't be racist. Yeah, that's true. I am half Mexican. I cannot be racist. I will pull that racism card off of their play plate and use it against them. (sighs) Because I have heard that so many times. If you're a minority, you cannot be racist. There's a video of some cops, and I forget where it was. And there was a, a white woman protesting. And the guy is like, I'm going to, and she was calling them racist. Now, grant you, in this group of police officers, there's like two black guys and two white guys. The white guy's like, yes, I am so racist. I am going to go home to my black wife and my black child. Mm. You know, and she's like, you are racist because you're white. I love that video that you sent to Josh and I with John Cooper. And in the beginning of the video, this white girl is talking to this officer Saying he's racist. I think that might be the same video. Is that the same video? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, to go on this whole... Did you hear about the AutoZone employee getting stabbed in the neck or whatever by... A, and this thing is saying um, a black man stabs an AutoZone employee because he felt the need to find a white guy to kill. It was a peaceful murder, wasn't it? Yeah. And unfortunately, and and here's the thing, the people that I know that are getting all up in arms about this going down Kenosha and all this stuff, whether it's the Kyle portion or the Kyle portion or the Jacob portion, the Kyle portion or the Kyle portion or the the Jacob portion, right? You know, regardless of the side, you know, and when I say the ones are getting, the ones are getting frothy at the mouth saying, you're waiting for the facts. How dare you, you racist scum. How dare you not be out there protesting and rioting and causing chaos because our feelings are hurt. They're the same ones who will defend that action saying, well, he was just acting out. They're the same ones that defend looting, rioting. And I say this, that is indefensible regardless of the color of your skin, whereas they are defending it based on the color of your skin. So ultimately, in order for them to be anti-racist, they have to be racist. And it makes no sense. And here's the thing, you tell them that, and they get all upset. All worked up. I can guarantee you the one person we mutually know, if you told her that, she would go into a tizzy. She would, as you say, she would re. (laughs) (laughs) And she would re all over. Oh, no. That would be unpleasant. Like Like I said at the beginning, the U.S., the church, has had a history in the past, not denying it of racism in that and using the church to justify racism not 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 going to try to deny it and say that never happened it did okay thankfully we're in an era where most churches most religions denominations do not abide by that and denounce any use of scripture for racism <laughs> but you using scripture to promote violence and hatred cannot be justified Mm-mm. hate does not lead to love hate me leads to more hate which leads to more hate which leads to death 
and destruction. When these things happen in the future, we need to wait for the entire story to come out. We can be upset. We can be a little frazzled, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the word you want to call it, but you, you can be upset. But if you're rioting because you see a 30-second clip of what happened and you don't know the whole story, and you're defending the rioting, you need to have a come-to-Jesus moment because in all honesty, you're not serving Jesus. You're serving Satan. Which, obviously, some people don't care. <laughs> no, they don't. But those Christians who say, you're waiting for the whole story, how dare you? Oh, for yeah, for that, yeah. Specifically those people? Yeah. You're not a servant of God at that point. You are a servant of Satan. And you know what I say to those people? Get away from me, Satan. <laughs> Get away from me, Satan! <laughs> <laughs> I was in the last time for that phrase.